welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about season three, episode 17, Enemies. I don't, I don't have any announcements. Yeah, I think we're, we're good on this one. It's been a slow week. Yeah. All right, so let's just get right into this then. It aired March 16th, 1999. Faith uses Angel's weakness to bring Buffy down as the gang learns the new Slayer has switched sides and that Angel's soul is once again up for grabs. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah, that's yeah. pretty on point. I'm very yeah. proud of them. Yeah, no, uh, no real puns to make you mad. No, yeah, that was good and to the point. Do you have any international titles? We do. This week, once again, France, Germany, and Italy always seem to come through. Oh, I love when they bring us the wacky ones. So they're not as they're not as wacky as they could be. Okay. Uh, in French, we have treason. Mm-hmm. German, dangerous games. Oh, I do like that. And I do also kind of like Italian, all against all. Oh, Italian is good. Yep. Oh, I might have to go Italian. Italian is good. Yeah, tutti contro tutti. So it's it's a good one. Our previously on this week is all about Faith, her arrival, her issues, her turn to the dark side. Then we're at the Sun Cinema, where a showing of La Banquette d'Amelie is just letting out. I did check to see if this was Uh, a real movie, and alas, it is not. It is not. No. I do like the made-up, that they had a made-up movie. Yes. Because I do like the idea of just two people leaving a movie that they just saw, and especially when you can like you can put put it together with context clues just how erotic and exciting it was for these two yeah because uh the movie they thought they were seeing is apparently not the movie they saw like they knew they were going to see an artistic film uh but this movie apparently was a little too artistic for Buffy and Angel (laughs) uh because Context-wise, I think it, like, featured scenes of someone getting eaten out. Probably. Yeah, with the whole, like, banquet, and I thought it was about food. And then they say there was a scene with food. So just, it was very, like, softcore porn is is basically what they saw. There was a kimono involved. Yeah, it's real weird. I really wish it was a real movie because I'm now very intrigued. I know. And for two people who have to control their impulses... Not a good movie for them to see. (sighs) Buffy asks Angel if he'd like some hot chocolate or a cold shower, and he apologizes. He wanted to take her somewhere nice, fun. And it had been a long time since he'd been to the movies. They've changed. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Buffy, she also kind of feels bad. Getting Angel all worked up like that, it's not like they can do anything. He'd lose his soul. He assures her she doesn't have to worry about him. Still, she doesn't like rubbing his nose in it. And now she's starting to wonder where that expression comes from. (laughs) Well, Buffy, I will tell you. Of course. The phrase, one rubs nose in it, comes from an unkind and really ineffective way of housebreaking a dog. Yes. Where you rub their nose in any accident they have. The method started in the 1900s, and so the phrase became common in the mid-1900s, so only like three or four decades before this episode aired. Yeah, it's not a good... No, and now like every dog trainer will tell you not to do that. Well, and also, like, they don't, they, they don't know. 
Like, they really don't know. They don't know. And it doesn't smell to them the way it smells to us. Yeah. So it's not like, smell this really bad. It, no, no, they no. don't. They don't register it the way we do. No, no, it's just, it's not. And and also, dogs have a very, very short memory of for things like that. Like, yeah. they just don't know. Yeah. So don't be mean to your puppies. Don't be mean to your puppies because puppies are good. I love my new puppy. <laughs> Angel says, honestly, just being around her riles him up, but that doesn't mean he's going to lose control. Sometimes it's just nice to feel. So it doesn't drive him crazy when they're close. Telling her to watch this, he leans in to kiss her. She returns the kiss, and after a moment or two, Angel breaks away. See? Safe as houses. If that's the case. Buffy begins kissing him again, but Faith soon interrupts. Check out the lust bunnies. Pulling away, Buffy turns to face her. Patrol? Angel seems surprised by this. They have Faith back on active duty? Yep, and their orders are to head down by Mercer. Buffy and Angel say goodbye, but Angel's gaze, it never leaves Faith. Like he knows something is up. Faith promises Angel she's just keeping Buffy warm for him. Then, with Faith's arm around Buffy, they head off. To the cemetery. Is Mercer the name of the cemetery? Maybe it's the road it's on. I was going to say, I think Mercer's the, the street name. Oh, why wouldn't you have just... Okay. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. And also, it's Faith, you know? She's 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 weird. As they walk along, Faith says she has to commend Buffy on the whole willpower thing. The way she and Angel seem to be able to stay close and never seal the deal. Faith isn't so sure she could do that. Buffy begins to tell her to stay out of the whole Angel thing, but instead yells for her to duck as a demon's behind her. A nice sweater-wearing demon. Oh, yeah. Who is quite insulted that Buffy just punched him. Pulling out a stake, Faith goes to finish the job, but the demon says, hey, stake him now, and they'll never find out what he has for them. He sought them out. Doesn't that intrigue them a little? Faith tells him to talk fast. Well, how would they like to get their hands on the Books of Ascension? Never heard of them. The Books of Ascension? They're pretty powerful. And he's not talking about the pros. Lots of dark mojo. The mayor would hate if someone was to get a hold of them before. Faith looks intrigued while also trying to appear not intrigued. (laughs) And Buffy wants the demon to finish. Before the mayor, what? The demon just tells her to read them and weep. Tomorrow night, same place. He'll bring the books and if the price is right, they're all theirs. Buffy's not really looking to trade with the demon. If this was still a barter economy, he could see the problem with that. (laughs) But he wants cash. 5,000 for the whole set. For what? Skincare products? A plane ticket. Out of Sunnydale. So what do they say? Faith says, die, demon. But (laughs) that demon takes off before she could actually make a move upon him. She goes to give chase and Buffy says, let him go. She doesn't really see him falling into the threat to humanity category. Demon's a demon. Besides, Buffy wants to know more about these books of ascension. Because anything that can take the mayor down? Faith agrees. Though not really, because she wants those books for another reason. Credits. Still awesome. He's a very precious demon. I'm very sad for him. He's a precious, precious demon. Now you know what? And the thing, the thing that I like, and and we're gonna get a lot more of this when we get to Angel with not every demon needs to be slayed. Yeah, and I mean we're even gonna get to it later on in Buffy, where like some demons just want to play poker and eat yeah. kittens. Yeah, like and kind of and kind of like what we were doing with our friend Joe. Yeah, like. 
Some of them just want to live their lives or their non-lives or their afterlife, whatever. Just let them go. See, exactly. this this is what got faith in trouble. Yeah. Ugh. You need okay. to ask questions first and stake later. Do not lead with the pointy stick all the time. Exactly. We return from the credits to the mayor's office, where he is attempting to learn more about what transpired that night, what the demon looked like, what he said about the books. Faith confirms and the mayor says, does she know what he wishes? He wishes Faith would pull her hair back. He knows fashion isn't his thing, but she has such a pretty face. Why does she insist on hiding it? Not sure what to make of that. Faith is like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Faith is all of us. <laughs> Before going on to say how it's only a matter of time before the demon spills. Then Buffy and the super friends. The mayor says Faith worries too much for a girl her age. Unnecessary stress. But he has just the thing. Going to a side table in his office, he pours a glass of milk. First, Faith is going to load up on calcium. (laughs) Then she's going to find the demon, kill him, and bring the books of ascension to the mayor. And if Buffy gets there first, the mayor doesn't like that negative thinking. He's about good vibes only. Because if Faith was to fail him in that way, well, replacing Mr. Trick was chore enough. He then tells her to drink up as there's nothing uncool about healthy teeth and bones. (laughs) Super Friends. Super Friends is a Saturday morning cartoon that ran from 1973 to 1985 on ABC. It was produced by Hanna-Barbera and based on the DC Comics Justice League characters. A total of 93 episodes were produced, along with two backdoor pilots for the new Scooby-Doo movies. Throughout the series, the core group comprised of Aquaman, Batman, Robin, Superman, and Wonder Woman, with other DC heroes and villains making an appearance. And then, of course, the mayor is referencing the Got Milk ads of the time, <laughs> telling Faith that it's not uncool to want healthy skin and bones. Sarah Michelle Gellar was actually one of the many celebrities mm-hmm. to appear in such an ad, and we'll make sure to pop that up on the socials this week. He's in the pocket of big milk. Oh, not big milk. In the library, Wesley is also looking for clarity. The demon wanted cash. That's very unusual. (laughs) Giles is actually quite upset by this as he eats his banana. (laughs) Demons wanting money. Whatever happened to the still beating heart of a virgin? No one has any standards anymore. (laughs) Giles' level of sass in this episode. Oh my God, he's so sassy. He's like, I... I'm so glad that he is free of the bonds of the council because now he really gets to be his true self. He does. He is still he's still the responsible dad. He is. But now that Wesley is supposed to be the one in charge, he can just put his two cents in, eat his banana and be sassy. So true. Buffy assures them that the demon said the books were worth the price. What is this ascension anyway? Xander would like to know. Sharing a look, Wesley and Giles admit that they don't know. It's actually not a common term in demonology. Willow, though, she might know. She says she found something in one of the texts under genocide. It mentions ascension. Well, look at that. They have a winner. And more importantly, Xander points out, two losers. (laughs) Wesley glares, but Giles... He wants to know where Willow found that particular volume. (laughs) In the top of his book cabinet, with the other stuff he tries to keep hidden, Giles goes to presumably grab it while Xander inquires about these hidden volumes. Any engravings he should know about? Frolicking nymphs? No, just magic secrets Giles thinks Willow isn't ready for. 
I like, you know what? I kind of like the fact that we did Sins of the Father last week, which also showed her going into the Forbidden Books. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, pattern. It feels like we, it feels like we planned this to work together, but we did not. We are not that good. Giles returns book in hand, having located the section Willow was talking about. Written in the journal of Desmond Kane is the entry, Tomorrow is the Ascension, God help us all. According to Giles, that's the last anyone ever heard of Kane, of Sharpsville, the town where Kane was. It just disappeared off the map. So the Ascension, not a loving. Giles thinks Buffy better meet with the demon. Yeah, anyone got $5,000? The door's open then, and Cordelia goes straight to Wesley, saying she has something important to ask him, which Xander highly doubts. She wants to know what he's doing on Friday. Wesley tells her that, as always, his sacred duty as a watcher prohibits him from... Why? She says she has a paper due to, for English, and he is English, so... Realizing everyone is watching her, she says, what? Is it so wrong to want an insider's perspective? She then tells Wesley she tends to study best in a good restaurant with soft lighting. Think about it. She heads out and the gang is just... Xander says that on the day, the words flimsy excuse were redefined. (laughs) That they all just sat there in awe. Once again, in an attempt to regain control of the situation... Wesley says that perhaps they should try to find the demon sooner rather than later. Persuade him to loan them the books free of charge. Buffy thinks Faith will be useful in that persuasion, and Wesley agrees. Where is Faith? Already working on the whole persuasion thing. See, she's already gone to find our newfound demon friend, who is busy packing as he thinks he's going to be leaving that night, and it looks like he was even going to take his fish. Kicking down his door, she enters. He says to give him a moment to tidy up, but she just wants to know where the books of Ascension are. Right, right. If she has $5,000, then she hits him and he says he respects her tough negotiation tactics. Motioning to the bed, he shows her the volumes. There they all are. Original editions, prime condition. Except for maybe one little tear in one of the spines. He says the price is negotiable and Faith, Faith stabs him right in the stomach. She goes to take the books, but the demon grabs her ankle. There's a small struggle and with Faith in which... Faith stabs him again multiple times until he dies on top of her. Quickly, Faith moves to get out from under him, unable to do anything but stare at her blood-covered hands. Though we never actually learn the name on screen, our book-dealing demon is named Skylar in the credits. (laughs) And he is played by uh, by Michael Manasseri, who was also in Psycho Beach Party, along with Nikki and Shannon. Besides that, he's done such shows as Wings and Weird Science, guest starred on ER and The Wonder Years, and even did a legit after-school special called Testing Dirty. Oh my which god. IMDB tells me was about random drug testing and false positives. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently, I don't know if he plays the athlete or maybe he's just a friend of the athlete, but the whole thing is about like an athlete and then they do random drug drug testing at the school and he comes up positive and he's like, I've never taken drugs ever. What the fuck? But like, he's going to get kicked off the team and stuff. And it's the idea that like the cold medicine he was taking created a false positive. And so it was basically to show the dangers of just doing random drug testing without due cause. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I love that someone was actually in a legit after school special. I, oh my God, like, and, and I know, I know we say the words kids these days, but kids these days just do not, they, they don't have the amazing 
after school specials that we had. Like go go on go on IMDb, Google ABC afternoon specials. Or even Wikipedia will probably have an entry yeah, on it. Yeah. But yeah. Just take a just take a stroll through the different types of episodes that they had because it started in 1972 and ran for 25 seasons and the last episode was in 1997 wow wow yeah yeah and so many so many people got their start doing after school specials (laughs) anyway at the mansion, Faith goes to see Angel. She tells him she didn't have anywhere else to go and that while normally she hates asking for help, she's asking. He tells her it's okay and goes to meet her at the door, ushering her inside. It's not okay. It's several county lines over from okay. He says to just talk. Start at the beginning and tell him everything that happened. Is it okay if she skips the whole mom never loved me part? She's not looking to get all 12 steppy, but she's scared of herself. He knows the feeling which is why she came to him. Remember when he told her that killing someone would make her feel like a god? Well, she thinks she just came down to earth. She shows Angel her hands, assuring him that it's not human blood, but it's blood all the same. And she killed him. Angel tells her she can't do this alone. And she knows she's scared for real. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Scared of what she is, what she's turning into. A straight up cold-blooded killer like him. No, not like him. He didn't have a choice. But she does. She can stop this. Trust her. She doesn't want to end up like everyone said she will. Dead or alone or a loser. She won't. Telling Angel that she's so scared. She throws her arms around him, burying her head in his neck. And he holds her, comforts her, right up until she tries to kiss him. Stopping her, he says he can be there for her. But not like that. He's with Buffy. Buffy, right. She didn't mean it like that. Or maybe she did. But she wouldn't press it. He loves her, doesn't he? He does. Then they're lucky, the both of them. And she's lucky too, to have Angel as a friend, to know he cares, that someone cares. Getting up, she says she should go. Angel begins to follow her, asking where she'll go. She just needs some time to cool off, think things through. Don't worry about her. She'll be fine. Taking care of herself, it's something she's had a lot of practice at. Turning to leave, she pauses. If things were different, would things be different between them? Angel says they'll never know. Yeah, guess they won't. Because how would they? She says goodbye, kissing Angel's cheek, not once, but twice. Something Buffy witnesses through the window before fleeing. Then we're in Faith's apartment with Faith telling the mayor, it's not like she didn't try. (laughs) And the mayor believes her. Is sure she gave it her level best. He just can't imagine what that boy must be thinking. (laughs) Try Buffy Summers in a big, fat, one-track way. The mayor tells her not to be that way. That she's a bright, young, energetic girl with her whole future ahead of her. And he won't tolerate brooding. So she couldn't give him that one moment of true happiness. So what? Faith says she was thinking more long weekend. And he spurned her advances. So be it. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Something he knows to be factually true. If they can't take Angel's soul away through a moment of happiness, well, then they'll just have to do it through the most painful way possible. I love, I I do love his dad moments with uh, Faith. So much. Like, she's like, this boy doesn't like me. And he's like, well, it's his problem. Not It's not you. How dare he? Exactly. <laughs> Back in the library, Wesley and Giles' attempt to find out more about the Ascension has turned up a six-course banquet of nothing with a side of sod all as a palate cleanser. 
Wesley says there has to be something somewhere. And Giles suggests that maybe he called the council. Wesley immediately says that wouldn't be a good idea. That Wesley should be the one to call as he hasn't. As the council doesn't know that Wesley has allowed Giles to work for him. With him. Stay involved. And he doesn't think they'd be too happy to learn about it. Giles says he's not exactly bursting into song about it either. Wesley can call. As they're talking, Buffy enters the library looking a little dejected. Wesley says she and Faith should try to track this demon down, and Buffy says she'll go back to the scene, see if she can find anything. Wesley tells her to wait for Faith, and not being down with that idea, Buffy says that could be ours. Faith makes Godot look punctual, (laughs) putting on his stern watcher face. Wesley turns to look at her. This is a job for both of them. If those books are as powerful as the demon claims, then he has every reason to be in hiding. Finding him is going to be extremely difficult. Or not. As Xander comes in saying he found him, Buffy gives Wes the advice of mouth looks better closed as Xander hands over the address. He says he beat it out of Willie the snitch, personally. He beat up Willie. Okay, so it's more like he applied pressure. And by applying pressure, he means he bribed him. How much? 28 bucks. Does the council reimburse for this? Giles is both highly amused and full (laughs) of sass. As he asks Xander if he got a receipt with a (laughs) damn, Xander takes his seat at the table. How about just, do you have a receipt? Oh. Buffy says she knows about where the address is down by the bus station. Not the nicest part of town. Again, Giles is appalled. No standards. Any demon worth his salt should be living in a pit of filth or a nice crypt. Buffy says she'll make sure to mention that. (laughs) As she starts to head out, Faith enters and wants to know where they're going. Moving her arm away from Faith's grip, Buffy says she has this one. But why should she get to have all the fun? Share, share. That's fair, right? Right. She shows Faith the paper. Found their demon. Then all they have to do is look him up. They leave and Xander asks if it's just him or did it suddenly get really cold in there? (laughs) So in this scene, Buffy mentions Godot. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, The title character of Samuel Beckett's play, Waiting for Godot. It is a two-act play in which two characters, Vladimir and Estragon, discuss the multitude of discuss a multitude of topics while waiting for the arrival of a man named Godot. The play has been analyzed and interpreted many times throughout the years, but according to Beckett, no one ever really got the true symbolism behind it. In fact, in 1955, he remarked, why people have to complicate something so simple, I'll never understand. He also told a friend that it was all symbiosis and a director of the production in Berlin that it was all a game. It has been heralded as one of the most important plays in the English language. And now, though, anytime, anytime I think about waiting for Godot, I think about that time we were hoodwinked at the comic Yes, where they yes, where they did a whole like waiting for Godot with like Carmen and Waldo. I tend to think of waiting for Guffman. Oh, okay. See, I used I used to I used yes. to think of waiting for Guffman, but that is a, a that's that's a good one. But now I'm so traumatized by oh, it was so weird. It was so weird, y'all. So what uh, so, so what it is? We're we're at we're at Awesome Con. And there was a local theater group doing a performance and it was Waldo and Carmen Sandiego were in the main roles and you had 
Scooby-Doo come in, but it was very, it, it was very Beckett-like. And we're sitting there, we're, we're sitting there watching it, and we're like, you can't just, you can't just throw Beckett at people. No, you cannot surprise Beckett. You cannot surprise people with Beckett. Like, we were coming like, oh, Waldo and Carmen San Diego. this should be fun. It was not fun. It was not fun. Would you, would you like the breakfast that I have made? <laughs> I just was thinking about that. <laughs> And then, uh, waiting for Guffman, since I mentioned it, it is, it is a, uh, it's one of the Christopher Guest movies. Yes. Like, Best in Show and A Mighty Win. And it's this theater troupe that's waiting for a critic to arrive. And it's basically just all the nonsense that goes on with this theater troupe. I highly recommend the Christopher yeah. Guest movies. They're some of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any of the, any of the Christopher Guest movies, because... The Christopher and the Christopher Guest movies basically have the same group of people throughout them. Yeah, Eugene Levy. Yeah, uh, Jane Lynch, Parker Posey. Like it's a fantastic Ka- Catherine O'Hara. Kath- like yeah. the cast is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I, and like, yeah, like I said, like I always used to think of waiting for Guffman <laughs> until until I had blocked that out of my mind. That hadn't even come up until you said something. I can't block it out of my mind. If I have to remember that it exists, so do you. And now you need to go remind Panda that it exists. Because oh, she also. <laughs> It was, uh, you know, and I, this is nothing against, bless their hearts, these these theater, 20-something theater people in Washington, no. D.C. It was very creative. Yes, and if they had just put in, like, the small description, like, in an homage to Beckett's Waiting for Godot, like, just let people know what you're getting into. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like... Because not, not all comic books convention people are going to appreciate like I would have I would have gone to see them perform it in a theater with the knowledge yeah. that this was the but we were we were just exhausted yeah it was, it just, had it been was a, not the right venue for it at no all. but and and there were there were kids sitting there like what is happening yeah, we're children <laughs> we weren't having fun those kids weren't having fun oh no those poor children yes <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Faith and Buffy head to Skylar's apartment and let themselves in. Buffy warning Faith to be careful. As they make their way further inside, Buffy tells Faith that she missed her the night before. Faith says she was patrolling. No, no shortage of scum in Sunnydale. So Buffy hears. As Faith turns on the light, they notice feet. And then Skylar's body just left on the floor. Buffy says it looks like someone beat them there. Faith's guessing they also took the books. Some hit. This wasn't a hit. Buffy says this was someone's idea of a party, which Faith is very uncomfortable with. And so she goes to leave, telling Buffy there's nothing more they can do there. Buffy remains rooted to her spot, staring. And so Faith tugs on her arm. Come on. In the mayor's office, the mayor offers someone a mint. They don't take one and the mayor says he thought that might be the case. He has to admit summoning a man of his talents took a lot out of him. Between the chanting and the sacrifices, the mayor's golf game is shot. And yet, here he is. We see then that the mayor is talking to a demon clothed entirely in black. This demon knows why he was brought forth? A nod. And he can do it? Another nod. Does he need anything from the mayor? To that, the demon shakes his head. He is not really a pitch. He, he's not really much of a people person, is he? The demon says the mayor took great risk in summoning him, that the darkest of magics will be needed to rob this creature of its soul. But he can do it. That's all the mayor is concerned about. Is he sure he doesn't want a mint? They're low calorie. 
When he still doesn't take one, the mayor shrugs and pops one into his own mouth. We then return to the school where Buffy and Willow are sitting together in the student lounge. They're both reading slash studying, though Buffy seems to be more absentmindedly flipping through things, which Willow notices. She asks Buffy what's wrong, and at first she says nothing. But after a moment or two of Willow's puppy eyes, she caves. It's Faith. What about her? Buffy says she went to Angel's last night, and Faith was there, that the two looked intimate. No way! Willow knows what Buffy's thinking, but no way! (laughs) Buffy says she's right. Faith would never do that. Oh, Faith would totally do that. Oh. She was born to do that. <laughs> she's the do that girl. Buffy reminds Willow that she's looking for comfort, but Willow's on a roll. Does Angel meet Faith's standard for guys? Well, let's see. Is he breathing? Buffy points out that actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Willow reminds her that Angel would never do that. That she's pretty much the only thing to him. Sometimes she wonders... Angel and Faith have a lot in common, and there's so much he doesn't tell her. Willow says it's so clear, though, the way he feels about her. She, too, knows the love of a taciturn man, and you have to look at their actions. (laughs) Buffy was watching his actions. Okay, but what did he say? Say? You mean when she straightforwardly asked him about his actions? So she bailed. Buffy said she couldn't. She... Willow cuts her off. Enough. She needs to go talk to Angel. But... No, go. Willow gives her leave to go. (laughs) With a quiet thank you, Buffy gathers her books and goes. This whole conversation (laughs) was just a giant red flag to me. (laughs) Like the part that Buffy saw. Buffy got to the house and saw Faith kiss Angel's cheek and immediately leave. And Buffy's immediate reaction was, Angel is cheating on me with Faith. If you have such little trust in him, that's a red flag. I think a lot of it is just, yes, It. I think a lot of it is Buffy is also a teenage girl. Yeah. Who, she is not always the most confident teenage girl. And Faith is one of those people that, like, like Willow said, you know, she will go for what she wants. But I think, I think it's just more Buffy is feeling some type of way at the moment. Plus, she also knows that Faith can't be trusted with after everything. Right. But and I mean, I'm not saying she should trust Faith in any capacity. I'm saying this is a recurring pattern because Angel doesn't like girls like me. He obviously prefers a girl like Cordelia. I should change who I am. Oh, clearly Angel wants to be with Drusilla or he wants a girl like Drusilla or he still has feelings with Drusilla. Oh, Angel cheated on me with Faith. This is a reoccurring pattern with Buffy and it shows an intense lack of trust in Angel. And I think that's a huge red flag. Yeah. (laughs) But that's just me. But hey, (laughs) Angel's going to be leaving soon. He's going to be leaving. And then Captain Cardboard's going to come in. (sighs) <sighs> who is one of Mia's favorites and, and she gets mad whenever I call him Captain Cardboard. But <laughs> At the mansion, Angel makes himself a fire to go with the balmy California weather. I, once I know, again. I know, I know, night season gets chilly, but I'm just like, okay. And I mean, he's also kind of dead. So he's probably cold. And if he needs to warm Buffy's heart, he's going to need the fire. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you finally got that. I... <laughs> It took me a second to go back to that. (laughs) I was like, what if Buffy comes by and he needs to warm her heart? Oh. 
Someone does come by, but it's Faith. She doesn't mean to bust in all invited, but Angel asks what she wants. And she says, normally, she's not so good with the apologies. Mostly because she believes the world is out to screw her. And so she's more owed than owing. But she was thinking about the night before, and she wants Angel to know she really didn't mean anything by it. Angel tells her it's all right. And she says, it's not. It's not all right. Yeah, she was freaked and needed someone, but he's with Buffy. She should know better. He tells her again that it's okay. But as she steps forward, he steps back. He doesn't trust her. It's not that. No, really. No problem. Join the club. She starts to walk away and Angel sighs, calling after her. He knows what she's going through, how hard it can be. And he wants her to have someone, someone who's been through it. He wants to trust her. Facing him, Faith calls him a chump before throwing a vial of blood on him. (laughs) I think, I mean, it looked like blood. Yeah. (laughs) Surprised, he steps back only to see the demon from the mayor's office emerge from the shadows chanting. Growling, Angel glares at Faith. Hey, She wanted to do this the old-fashioned way, but it looks like she's got some tricks Buffy doesn't know about. She doesn't have to do this at all. She knows, but it's fun. So relax. It'll all be over soon. (laughs) Swirling lights surround Angel, lightning crashes, and the chanting reaches its climax. Then it's over, and Angel's dropped to the floor. As the demon fades back into the shadows, Faith cautiously approaches Angel. He gets up. Vamp face engaged and grabs Faith, kissing her roughly as we go to what would have been a commercial break. Yep. This was. You, I, oh, I was going to say, Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember. Like, I will say at this, this isn't one of my favorite episodes, but it's an important one to get to where we need to be. But I do remember just being like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, having that, like, what the fuck moment. And then part really be like, Angelus is coming back. Yeah, yeah. Cause <laughs> because at this point in the episode, you didn't know what you was didn't going know. on. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know. Like, one thing I will say, like, I do love how, how over the top Angel is playing this. Oh, yeah. He's he's having the most fun. Like, this. But we're going to talk about the way he plays this a little bit later, because I do think a couple things he does are unnecessary. Yeah. Especially because, again, you're going to want these people to trust you when this is all over. So maybe not mangle them. Yeah. But like, but yeah, he's 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 living his best life. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. This is this is another this is a moment where David gets to do something different. You know, he's not playing Angelus. <laughs> he's playing Angel playing Angelus. So it's it's. It's almost it's comical. It's co- like when he was actually Angelus, he was fucking scary. This is just him being fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's it is good. like I this is a whole fun. The way you just phrased that though reminded me of Harry Potter and the whole like Helena playing Play- Emma playing Helena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's it is it's a and even though it's him, it, but it's two different characters, so it is. I- you know Still what else? Process. You know what else? It like and and just made me think of in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, where you had Anthony Hopkins playing Loki, playing Odin. Yeah, I love when they do stuff like that. Yeah, because you get to have a whole different level of fun with the character. You do. Uh, but before we go on, Eliza and David did all their own fight scenes. Uh, Apparently, this was a big thing for Eliza, wanting to do her own fight choreography. It was really important to her to be able to watch the show with her friends and family and say that was her. Mm -hmm. Uh, She also punctured her tongue on a set of David's teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. 
When we come back, there's still kissage going on, and Angel roughly pushes Faith away, thanking her. It's good to have the taste of a Slayer back in his mouth. It's like cigarettes, you know? Just when he thought he quit. Watching him, Faith is starting to realize she got a little more than she bargained for. Right before Angel kicks her, telling her, no, really, don't get up. Faith rise in pain and Angel moves to the fireplace. It's good to be back in Sunnydale. Nice climate, plenty to eat. No tortured humanity to pull him down. But one thing's bothering him. As Faith gets to her feet, Angel grabs her by the throat. He doesn't know why she turned him, but she's glad he did. But she's glad. But he's, he's glad she did. Pronouns are hard. Don't. <laughs> Faith's on the attack now, getting out of Angel's grip, kicking him. She pulls out a stake. She says she has her reasons. Let him guess. She needs a new boy toy? Yeah, sorry. It doesn't work that way. Faith says if he wants to be smart, he'll listen to her. Vangelis? He just laughs. Vampires? Not really known for having meaningful dialogue with slayers. <laughs> Faith says that's not the way Buffy tells it. As she knocks him down and straddles him, he should have known she'd wanted to be on top. Does he want to listen or does he want to die? Honestly, as long as he's there, he mostly wants her to wriggle. But he's listening. Last time he got like this, Buffy kicked his ass all the way back to hell. Does he want to do better this time? Still listening, he morphs back to his normal faith and his normal face and Faith tells him, good boy. All he has to do is play nice and she'll hook him up with the real power in this <clears> town. <throat> is he interested? Very. Then get ready to meet the new boss. Faith begins kissing him again and we move to the library where Wesley is telling everyone that their enemy seems to have one distinct advantage. He is continually one step ahead of them. Now that he has the books of Ascension, they must take the greatest action. Her head on the desk, Cordelia listens, telling Wesley that he has the greatest voice. <laughs> has he ever thought about doing books on tape? Xander says, way to focus, Cece. And why have we never heard him call her that before? I know. Uh, see, I always like, because he called, he used to call her Cora. Yeah. And I like, like that is the cutest nickname. I know. And, and you know what? I as much as the whole like Wesley Cordelia thing is gross, you know, because jailbait. Um, I do like her moment of her laying there just listening. And because that would be anybody like, yeah, he has a great he does have a great voice. Also, while it is clearly derived from Cordelia's initials, Cece is also the name of the character Sarah Michelle Gellar played in Scream 2. So nice little correlation mm-hmm. there. And also charismas. Yeah, yeah. Initials. It works on many, many levels. <laughs> yeah, like it almost it almost makes me think that Nikki might have called charisma Her that. Yeah. yeah. Wesley says they do need to stay on track and that they need all hands on deck. Where's Angel? Buffy doesn't know. She went to the mansion, but he wasn't there. And Faith, also missing. Willow says that means nothing. It's two entirely unrelated events. Buffy says, what should they do? Giles thinks Buffy should try to retrieve the books of Ascension. Go to the mayor's office, see if they're there. But be careful and do not confront the mayor. They have no idea what he's capable of. She says she'll go home and load up on weapons, along with putting on something a little more breaking and entering-ish. As she heads out, Giles asks Willow how far she got with the mayor's files. Before she can answer, Cordelia interrupts. She believes Wesley was running this meeting. Giles takes a step back, but Wesley says it's quite all right, before turning to ask Willow himself. It's all bad news. By the time she got through the encryptions, the files were empty. Guess he saw her coming. Oz says, what about the Hall of Records? Go to the source. Good idea. (laughs) Wesley says there must be info on the mayor there. Giles suggests that maybe Wesley take the group and start searching. 
immediately Cordelia pops up saying she's in Wesley's group. Giles says there is just the one group. Yes. And she is in it. I use this repeatedly Mm -hmm. whenever whenever we're out somewhere and it's like just like i think jackie i think i do it to jackie the most i'm like i'm in jack she's like there's one group yeah it's like yes i am in it mostly when we do our like dc adventures xander asks if anyone cares if he skips out he thinks he's going to patrol around town keep his ear to the ground besides five seems like a crowd cordelia assures him that it really is they all head out and Giles says to check in if anyone finds anything. As Buffy emerges from the back, because I guess she didn't leave. She went to go get her coat. He tells her to be careful. In the mayor's office, Faith asks the mayor if she can keep Angelus. <laughs> the mayor says to take it one step at a time before asking Angelus if it's all right if he calls him Angel. Angelus would prefer the mayor call him Master. Calm down, Angel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, why attitude may get him attention. <laughs> Courtesy will get him respect. Again, I love dad mode. Yeah, that's so good. He is the one responsible for his new attitude after all. Picking up a letter opener, Angel lazily drags it along the mayor's desk. That's why he's here. There was no problem with the transition. No side effects. Had a soul. Now he's free. That's wonderful. And poetic. Though the mayor doesn't read much poetry, except for the ones in the Reader's Digest. He thinks some of those are quite catchy. Angel wants to know, is there a point to this? Because he'd like to just hurry this along the mayor scoffs kids today all rush 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 the point is he's a powerful young man good for faith and he might just have a future in sunnydale he sees that angel is admiring his letter opener actually he was thinking of stabbing the mayor through the heart with it turning his seat the mayor tells him please do so with one tiny side glance at faith he does launches it right at the mayor's heart but the mayor puts out a hand and stops it the letter opener going right through his palm impressive as he pulls it out and cleans it off the wound healing itself the mayor tells angel that he is what one might call impervious can't be killed or harmed in any way and that's just the cornerstone for his plans in this great town of theirs so he can't be killed but he doesn't like germs (laughs) no horrible things unsanitary (laughs) he has a question now that faith brought him back what are his intentions well, gee, sir, Angel thought he might find the slayer that's been giving him so much trouble and torture, maim, and kill her. Both Angel and the mayor grin, and the mayor is beyond pleased to hear Angel is not one of those slacker types. <laughs> find Buffy, torture her. Killing's fine, just make sure it's a slow one. Angel says that's his favorite kind. Excellent. They don't want a replacement slayer anytime soon. They can't all turn out like his girl, Faith. Faith is beaming at this. I... She's see, just soaking up the praise. See, this is where this is where I feel sorry. Like I do feel sorry for Faith. Oh yeah. Cause she just and and she'll she'll explain later her backstory with her mom. Like the girl just as cliche it is, she just needed love. Yeah. And the mayor's the one giving that to her. Yeah. So. And like that's how that's that happened. And that happens in real life. Like yeah. you are looking for somebody who is going like if you never had that. And the good thing about the mayor is he he doesn't want anything fucked up no. with her. Like she even was trying to because no, she assumed because i'm sure like given her backstory and stuff i'm sure there have been guys who wanted that from and her and she's she's even said before that's all that men want yeah 
So yeah, all she really wanted was somebody who was going to care for her. And the mayor, for all that he is an evil bastard. <laughs> He's a good family man. He is a good family man. And you even see you even see later with when Faith ends up in the hospital. Yeah, how like mad he provided he, everything for her. Yeah, he's how mad he is about what happened to Faith. Oh, you love the mayor. We do. We do. He is a good we villain. We don't love his like whole snake thing, but we love no, the mayor. No, no, we do. Like for being a villain, he really is an interesting and compelling one. Also, the mayor doesn't seem to know that the Slayer line now runs through Faith, but why would he? That's not. That's not something he would know. No. The mayor tells them to have fun and Faith tells Angel that they should go. As they're leaving, the mayor also tells Angel to have Faith home by 11. He responds by replacing the letter opener back in the mayor's pocket. (laughs) As they walk out, the mayor sniffles and reminds himself that Faith isn't a little girl anymore. (laughs) The mean streets of Sunnydale. Xander patrols through the streets alone, venting about Cordelia's shiny new obsession with Wesley and calling him a limey bastard. Spotting Faith and Angel, he quickens his pace to meet them. He asks where they've been and tells Angel he needs to call Buffy, that she's been looking for him. Angel's response is just to punch Xander in the face and keep walking, saying, that guy's always bugged me. (laughs) At Buffy's house, Faith and Angel knock on the door. As Joyce lets them in, Angel asks if Buffy's home. Upstairs, please don't tell her this is some vampire thing. Angel assures Joyce that the only vampire there is him. Hey, did she do something different with her hair? Highlights. It looks nice. As they head up the steps and Joyce closes the door, she preens a little, (laughs) pleased with the compliment she received. I mean, Angel's kind of a douche, but if David complimented my hair, I would preen a little. Yeah, yeah, that was that was nice. And you know what? And it's great. Even though he's playing Angelus, he is not being a dick. No, to Joyce. Like, you no, can't. No, of course not. Like, no, why would you no. be? It's like, Joyce. Well, I mean, if he was actually Angelus, you know, he would be. Well, no, because he'd want to get inside to get to Buffy. Yeah. But he would Either still... way, he wouldn't be mean to Joyce. Yeah. Don't be mean to mom. Buffy is currently packing a bag full of weapons, prepping for her trip to the mayor's office, and looking adorable in her Union Jack shirt. Oh, she looks so cute. Love it. I love it so much. The door opens and Faith and Angel enter with a knock, knock. Where have they been? Looking for her. And Angel's glad they caught her before she left. He kisses the top of Buffy's head, but keeps his gaze locked on Faith. Faith tells Buffy they found the books of Ascension. They're at the mansion. They would have taken them to Giles themselves, but strength in numbers. It's better if all three of them move them. Telling Buffy to come on, she heads back out of the room. Buffy grabs her bags of weapons and Angel, very gentlemanly, well, evil gentlemanly, offers to carry them for her. (laughs) They leave the room and we transition directly into them walking into the mansion. Buffy in between Angel and Faith. As they enter the main room, Buffy wants to get the books and get out. But Angel, he tells her there's been a slight change of plans and calls her Buff. Buff? He, what's wrong with him? Nothing. He turns from the fire because, you know, he's been dramatically standing by the fireplace. And he is in total vamp face. Buffy whispers an angel. And he says he never properly thanked her for sending him to hell. Where should he start? Card? Gift basket? Evisceration? He grabs her roughly, holding her in place. He says he knows what she's thinking. That there must be some good deep down inside. Some part of him that still loves her. But then there's reality. Buffy says she will kill him before she lets him touch her. As she starts to back up, she tells Faith that they need to get out now. Faith's not about that and tells Buffy she likes it there. 
As Buffy stares at Faith confused, Angel clocks her and she falls. Angel says one thing he's, he's learned about Buffy. She's really cute when she sleeps. At the Hall of Records, the gang seems to be getting nowhere. And Cordelia is quickly tiring of staring at records. She says she knows a way to make investigating the mayor even more boring <laughs> before admitting that no, no, she doesn't. Luckily, Oz appears just then. He found something and he places it in front of Willow, who responds with a whoa, big whoa. She puts a picture of the mayor next to a picture of a former mayor in the book. <laughs> like father, like son. Yeah. Oz says more like exact same guy, like exact same guy. The mayor is over 100 years old. He can't be human. Xander says he hates to bring down the mood, but this is so much worse than they thought. Noticing he looks a little rough, Willow goes to him. What happened? So you know how some people don't like to say I told you so? Not him. He told them so. Angel's back in a bad way. And um, he told them so. I love saying I told you so. Oh, me too. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Depending on the situation, if I need to be gentle, I will be gentle. Yeah. But otherwise, normally, normally I like saying I told I you like so. I like saying I told you so. Angelus has turned. Wesley says this is very serious. Is Xander sure? Well, let him think. The last thing he remembers is his fist. So Wesley says they must contact Charles immediately. Good thinking. Xander says that's exactly what they should do. Waste time with a lively debate. Leave Buffy alone with him and see how dead she gets. Stepping up to join the others, Cordy tells him to calm down. This isn't Wesley's fault. Xander says, actually, yeah, it is. Faith was his responsibility. And guess who Angel's new playmate is? Faith and Angel? Together? Willow can't quite believe it. Imagine the possibilities. Back at the mansion, Buffy comes to, realizing that she's the one in the convenient chains. Angel greets her with a morning sleepy head and says that in all their time together, he can't believe they never tried chains. What? Time together? <sighs> You slept together for the first time on her birthday last year. Then you went evil, went to hell. She was dating someone else. You were both trying not to date each other. Only started really seeing each other again around her birthday. When was there time for change, sir? Look, we, we know this. Angelus is a dramatic bastard. He's oh, well. just, Angel is just having a good time here. He is. He is having the best time. Angel isn't going to dwell on the past. Not with the future they have ahead. Faith thinks bondage looks good on Buffy. Outfit's all wrong, but hey. Buffy tells her she has no idea what she's doing. Really? Because something about this just feels so right to Faith. Maybe it's one of those unhappy childhood things. See, as a kid, she just kept asking her mom for a dog. Didn't matter what kind. She just wanted something to love. She goes to Angel then, kissing him long and deep and making Buffy watch. Though Buffy does close her eyes. A dog's all she wanted. Well, a dog and toys. She pulls a blue velvet blanket back, revealing a bunch of torture in instruments. But her mom was so busy enjoying the drinking and passing out parts of life that Faith never really got what she wanted. Until now. I don't know why, but the entire time I was watching this scene, I just kept being reminded of the attic scene from Adam Family Values. Oh. When Debbie's talking about how she didn't want a Malibu Barbie. Yeah. She wanted a ballerina Barbie. She was a ballerina. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes. I yeah, I I love I love an unhinged woman having uh -huh. a normal conversation while oh, being yeah. unhinged. Yeah, like she has like the whole family and like tied up in like electric chairs, and she's like doing her slideshow. Yeah, just... I didn't want a Malibu party. <sighs> Buffy tells Faith to listen to her. Angel's a killer. 
once they're done with Buffy, he'll turn on Faith. Angel says he's right. He probably will. (laughs) Well, then they'll just have to make sure to keep her around for a while. Approaching her with the first of the many instruments, this one looking like clamps of some sort, Faith says she just wants Buffy to know if she's a screamer, it's okay. Buffy just wants to know why. What's in it for Faith? More like what isn't. She comes to Sunnydale. She's a slayer. She does her job kicking ass better than anyone. But who does she hear about every day? Buffy. So she slays, behaves, makes with the good little girl routine. And who does everyone think? Buffy. Buffy. All I hear is Buffy, Buffy, Buffy. Buffy, Buffy. Yeah, yeah. Running the Marsha, 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 Marsha. That's not Buffy's fault. Everyone asks Faith why she can't be more like Buffy. But no one ever asks Buffy if she can be more like Faith. Angel knows he didn't. Buffy gets the Watcher, the mom, the little Scooby gang. And what does Faith get? Jack shit. This was supposed to be her town. Buffy pleads with Faith to listen to her. Why? So she can impart some special Buffy wisdom on her? Is that it? Does she think she's better than Faith? Say it. Admit she thinks she's better than her. Buffy says that she is. She always has been. A bit stunned, Faith looks back to her. (laughs) Maybe Buffy hasn't noticed, but Angel's with her. Yeah. And how did she get him? Magic? Cast some sort of spell? Because they both know that in the real world, Angel wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot pole. That sets Faith off and she stalks towards Buffy, backhanding her. Buffy says Faith had to tie her up to beat her. There's a word for people like that. Loser. Slamming her hand and possibly a dagger into the wall beside Buffy's head, Faith says, Buffy's just trying to make her mad. Get her to kill her. But she's too smart for that. Stick around. (laughs) For what? Her boss's lame ascension? Like she couldn't stop it? She can't. She will. Keep dreaming. No one can stop the ascension. The mayor has it wired. He built this town for demons to feed on. And come graduation day, he's getting paid. And Faith, she'll be sitting at his right hand. Provided he has hands after the transformation. She's not too clear on that part. And all Buffy's little lame-ass friends are going to be kibbles and bits. Think about that while her boyfriend's cutting into her. Buffy never knew Faith had so much rage in her. What can she say? She's the world's best actor. Second best. Angel says those words and the camera for a split second goes to slow motion (laughs) as Faith realizes what's going on. Realizes she's been played. From her place near the wall, Buffy says, graduation day. Think they missed anything? Angel thinks they know everything she knows. Buffy says, can she just say one thing? Letting the chains fall, she steps away from the wall and wiggles her fingers. Psych. Faith is pissed. (laughs) They played her. They played her. She throws Angel down and goes for Buffy right as the rest of the gang comes barreling into the mansion. (laughs) Buffy and Faith fight, which ends in a showdown, both of them on the ground, knives to each other's neck. Faith asks, what's she going to do? Kill her? Then she becomes her, and she's not ready for that. Pushing Buffy's hand away, Faith kisses her forehead and then runs out. This being the scene that we were referencing Mm. during the exchange between Kate and Nadia. Yep. Willow is immediately at Buffy's side, asking if she's okay, and Buffy, Buffy just looks to Angel. At the school, the gang sits about as Giles talks with the demon from earlier, thanking him for coming to him and for the light show he put on. The demon says this restores the balance between them. His debt is paid. And for Giles not to call on him again, he won't. The demon then vanishes back into the shadows. As he rejoins the group, Willow asks what he did that the demon owes him a debt. Giles says he introduced him to his wife. (laughs) Wesley would like to protest. He put Slayer against Slayer in a dangerous charade that could have gotten one of them killed, and he did not tell Wesley! 
He's calling the council. <laughs> I don't think he should. They have a rogue slayer on their hands. He can't think of anything more dangerous. At least now they know. They know a little bit more about the Ascension. Graduation day. That's a big, scary, unfun. But at least Angel's not bad. That's good, right? Yes. Xander feels so much better knowing he broke his face in a good way. It's a good bruise. Buffy says he was only acting, that it was just an act. However, it's clear from her tone and her expression that it's not Xander she's trying to convince, but herself. So because I absolutely love his voice, I had to go look up who plays the demon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The actor's name is Gary Bullock, and he's done everything. Twin Peaks, X-File, NYPD Blue, Murder, She Wrote, Sabrina, everything. Yeah, I, I, I had the same thing. Like, he has such a great voice. Also, I 10,000% need the story of how he and Giles got to a place where Giles introduced him to his wife. I know. That needs to be a comic. Like, how many insanely interesting friends does Giles have? Giles has so many insanely interesting friends. We know this. And because it's Giles, who is just so good at making friends. Yeah. In Faith's apartment, which we can now clearly see is located above the Sun Cinema, The mayor tells her, you win some, you lose some. Look at it like a batting average. So she lost some friends. Faith wouldn't exactly call them friends. Well, then what is she so upset about? Chin up. She doesn't see him upset, does she? And you know why? Because she'll always have him. He's the best, most important friend she'll have. And once the ascension starts, that in crowd she's so worried about, they'll be lucky if there's enough of them left to fill the pothole. Promise. Faith still looks bummed out and goes to sit down, the mayor joining her. Still unhappy? Okay. He has two words that's going to make all the pain go away. Miniature golf. Faith stares for a second before breaking out into <laughs> laughter. So this is actually Eliza laughing because that the whole concept of just, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was ridiculous enough that it inspired a real reaction from yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. We end this episode at the mansion, Buffy going to see Angel. He asks how she's doing and she says she's been better. Not hard to believe. He tells her she was a real soldier last night. That's her. One of the troops. He tells her he knows how hard this must be on her, and she says she doubts that. Is there anything he can do to make it better? Buffy knows he only did what she asked, and they got what they wanted. He never wanted it to go that far. She knows that. It's not even a question of that. It's just after she needs a little bit of a break. Please? Angel looks absolutely gutted by this. As Buffy turns to leave, he asks, is she still his girl? Always. The end. So one day I really want to look at just actually how many episodes Buffy and Angel truly are involved for, because as we rewatch this now, it doesn't seem like a whole lot. I mean, it took them all of season one to have an actual conversation. They didn't start dating till episode nine of season two. By episode 13, he was evil. Okay. So that's what? Four episodes? Yeah. Then comes season three. They don't start seeing each other again till amends. So that's episode 10. And this is episode 17. So seven episodes there. And I don't like, I don't know if they ever officially get back together before the end of the season. I know they go to prom together. But but that's about the point where he tells her he's leaving Sunnydale. Yeah. So if they don't get back together before the end of the season, they are only actually considered officially together for 11 episodes out of 56. Yeah. See, I always see this is where I always assumed that they did more off screen 
Yeah, and because some episodes do do a time jump because, like, when the show goes on winter hiatus, Mm -hmm. we go on, like, hiatus with them and we come back and stuff is happening in real time. Yeah. But I'm always like, that's not a lot. No, no. And I think, and and I remember... At the beginning, like during season one, we were trying to figure out like what is his actual amount of screen time that he has with Buffy. You know, like, he like disappears for a huge stretch of season yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, so much of it is just him being creepy. And then, like, also Angel and his like acting in this episode. Like, again, we know he had to sell it, but for all his like, I think we need to help Faith. And I mean, I know at this point they've realized she's beyond the point of mm-hmm. no return. Yeah. But he was really brutal with her. Yeah. Like in that first fight. And the fact that he straight up like almost broke Xander's jaw. Like you could have just like kind of pushed Xander out of the way. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The same thing. But no, he had to full on hit him in the face. Yeah. And I'm just like, (laughs) I don't love that for Angel. No. Don't love that. No. Yeah. He 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 sold it a little too much, but yeah, but it was still fun. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for this week. Thank you all for listening and make sure to join us next time when we take <sighs> on season three, episode 18, Earshot. That one's not going to be a fun time. No, that one, there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot to talk about with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. We're, there's, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of warnings. Yeah. That go along with that one. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.